Hey guys, welcome to the Crushed Ice Convo Podcast. With me, your host, Janelle Strasberg. No, I think that uh, we should come up with our own theme song for my podcast. Ooh, I like it. When you got any ideas? Nope. <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> all right, that's all right, that's all right. We'll think about it for the next one. Okay, good, good, I like yeah. it. All right, well, Brianna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Janelle. How does it feel to be my third guest? Um, well, I kind of feel like I should have been your first, but, you know, I'll take what I can get. Well, I mean, I am kind of married to the guy that was my first, and then I was my second. Irrelevant. Well, a second year, the fourth, then. <laughs> they count me as a guest. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so, I think that the best way to kind of, um, introduce you is just to simply say that you're my best friend. Yes, I accept. Um... We've been best friends for about two years now. Almost three. Almost three. How's it feel to be my best friend? You know, don't tell Josiah this, but I'm a little more excited to celebrate our three-year best friend anniversary than me and Josiah's three-year relationship anniversary. Yes. Um, your boyfriend is my brother-in-law. Yes, he is. And he is technically second in the relationship Yes, you've category. made that very clear. I, <laughs> I am first. <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, well, I'm happy that you're here. Um, uh, thought it'd be kind of fun to just talk about a little bit how we met. Mm. So, you met Josiah, who is my brother-in-law, and you were coming over kind of like one of the first times, I think, that you were coming over there. I think you maybe had been over there before without everyone. No, this was mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah, it was, uh, your guys' 4th of July cookout. Okay. I believe when it was. Yeah, and um, at first I, w- I was kind of nervous because mm-hmm. Josiah at the time was young. I think he was like 16. Yeah, like 16. 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of like baby Josiah. I had known him since he was like eight or something like that, I think. So, um, yeah, I was a little nervous for him to bring a girl around. But uh, you came over. And I was kind of introduced, and then we started playing a game, and you were fierce. Like, just downright fierce. And I was like, I can get on board with this. I think I like her. And so I feel like that's kind of like the start of that. But how did you feel coming over for the first time? Well, it was kind of interesting because the first time I walked through the door, you like came to say hi to me. But we tried to walk out the door, and everybody just shoved us back inside. <laughs> because little did I know that there was an incident that happened right before we got there where um, something happened with your dog. Yep. Yeah. Um, <sighs> poor Mr. Griffin um, really, really likes softballs. And um, we were out playing softball. And someone swung the bat and hit him because he was running towards mm-hmm. the ball that was thrown towards the batter. Right. Um, so he was in panic, and we were trying to get him to drink water. We wanted to make sure that he was okay. His nose was kind of bleeding. And you guys walked outside, and we didn't want him to get excited. So we mm-hmm. basically were like, get back in the house, get back in the house, get away from him, like kind mm-hmm. of thing, which... Probably not the best first impression for you. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of a crazy moment. But we took him to the vet. 
mm-hmm. said he was fine, didn't think anything was broken, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, gave him some like anti-inflammatory pills, and then we gave him some of that, and ended up coming back over later um, with him. And he just kind of laid around and was just happy to be around everybody and sleep. And mm-hmm. uh, and then that's when we played a game. Yeah. Um, I think my first impression of you was good. I was a little intimidated at I, first. I tend to have um, that, I think. But not, not in a bad way. It was more of I definitely wanted to make a first impression, not overall, just with the entire family. Mm-hmm. But Josiah told me before meeting you all that I'd probably really get along with you because we were very similar. Um so I was especially like, okay, I, like, I want to make a really good impression with Janelle. He also told me that like you ran the family, too, so it's very important. <laughs> I don't run the family. Um, I'm just a little boss. So, I would call um, it you have leadership skills. I do. Mm-hmm. I have great leadership skills that sometimes come off as really bossy. So, no. Um, no, but I think it was... It was kind of cool because in the the family dynamic, I was, like, in desperate need of, like, someone who was not directly in the family that could be my friend. So, mm-hmm. like, could know things that were going on and, like, be involved, but, like, wasn't, like, always going to defend everything, like, for the family. Because, you know, when you're family, you're going to always stick up for, like, your siblings and mm-hmm. your family and... Um, and so that's great, and I'm glad that they all have that dynamic, but sometimes I need somebody who just, like, gets it. Mm-hmm. And so I was happy when you came along, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I like her. She's super nice, and she also can be tough, and I, I like that about you. You're very quiet, but when you need to be tough, you are there, and you are willing to be that. So Yes, I okay. offer to beat people up for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not that you really would, but you do. <laughs> Bree, you know, this is like an actual podcast. Like, other people can hear you. Okay, calm down. <laughs> Oops. Uh, yeah. Don't give anything away. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so, that's kind of like our, our story of how we really met. And then mm-hmm. we hung out for a while um, after that, just kind of mostly like with like. Ben and Josiah. Mm-hmm. So, like, my husband, your boyfriend, and then um, we all hung out together. And then I started not wanting um, anybody else around. And I was like, no, I just want to hang out with Bree. Mm-hmm. And so then I started pushing other people away. And I was like, no, this is my best friend now. And that's kind of where we kind of landed. And then my job was looking for more people to come on board. And I was wanting people that I knew I could get along with. Um, and so I was like, hey boss, you need to hire this person. And so I really like pushed your name and I was like, I think she's got skills and she's smart and, um, you had taken speech and debate. So I knew Mm -hmm. that you were good talking with people on the phone. And so I was like, okay, yeah. So I talked to my boss and you like put in your resume and everything and you had a great interview she was really impressed with you and then you got to be my buddy at work I did and yeah and I think that's where like our relationship really grew Mm -hmm. because before that it was like we'd see each other like occasionally like on the weekends and things like that and like just kind of text or snapchat back and forth and then it kind of grew into now we're together like 40 hours every week just at work 
not including lunches mm-hmm. or youth group or anything else that we were involved in. So basically, our relationship started to blossom there, and then um, we kind of started taking different career paths, which was also cool. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do want to interject for a minute. Oh, okay. Sorry to, to interrupt No, you. no, feel free. But I feel this is a crucial part to not only the story, but also just your podcast in general. Okay. okay are you ready for this? So when I first started where we work, we shared an office at the time, just the two of us. We did. And every morning, you would come in with your bubba cup of ice. My bubba cup. Mm-hmm. I know you talked about it in your last podcast as well. But the part that you didn't mention <laughs> is how... Basically, the entire day, <laughs> at least once an hour, you take your straw and you go... It's true. That's exa- exactly what would happen. And you were... So, it was like an office and then like a little open side space. So, mm-hmm. like you were in the open side space and I was like in the office part. So, you couldn't see me, but you would know I was in there just based on me crunching ice and mm-hmm. then eating it, which is really where this podcast yes. title came from. The crushed ice combo... Is all about the fact that I could sit there and just eat crushed ice all day. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. Absolutely. So I just felt like that was very important that, to add. It, that so, is extremely important, yeah. and I'm really glad that you brought that up. You're welcome. It's your um, origin story. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the crushed ice convo, where I take a bubba <laughs> cup, fill it up with ice, and crush it so I can eat it. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate that. Anyways, good intention. Okay. Sorry, moving moving on. Next topic. Um, no, so after we got and had been working together for quite a while, our careers kind of changed, and I went into more like event coordination and going from an assistant to that, and you went from an assistant going over to sales, mm-hmm. which I never thought of you as like a major sales person before. How do you feel like your personality of kind of being more like introverted grew into actually wanting to do sales? I think it really did come from my background of, I mean, ever since I was, I want to say 11 years old is when I started getting involved in speech and debate because my older siblings were in it. Um, So that was a really crucial part of my life. What did you do in speech and debate that kind of helped? I mean, obviously you debated speeches and debated, (laughs) but like, was it, were you being judged by like adults that were like known in the community or like a lot of pressure like how did that work yeah there were a lot of adults and a lot of them um because you'd have to try to find guest judges to be Mm. at your tournament or else you couldn't have the tournament happen um but you would have a lot of credentialed people coming in like we would have some ceo of companies um engineers uh teachers educators you know Mm -hmm. professors uh etc all come in just to listen to you talk about in a topic that I didn't even understand half the time, but I had to make myself sound like I knew what I was talking about. Okay. Because half the time, like, what we were debating on were taxes or education um, and getting funds for that. Things or... a 14-year-old wouldn't really understand. Right. For, Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I ended up learning a way to make myself sound better than what I am. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> um, so I think that kind of piqued my interest, especially with the sales, because one of my favorite topics in speech and debate was persuasive. Mm-hmm. So I would have to write a 10-minute speech on something that I was passionate about in order to persuade somebody to either want to go and do that or 
whatever. Um, so I think I knew it was something that I would be good at. Yeah. Um, so that was my first level of interest there. Um, but I do not. Re- I don't really like talking to people. So that that is the interest. The interesting. The interesting part. Um, but I feel the type of sales that I'm in are different than somebody trying to. Like, sell you a car. Yeah, like sell you a car or the person in Walmart trying to sell you internet or something uh-huh. like that. Um, so the type of calls that I have, you end up building relationships yeah. with the customers you're working with. And I really enjoy those types of calls. Okay. Um, because I feel like they're more meaningful. They're It's a two-way street. You know, we both need something from each other. Yeah. Um, so it's more relational. Uh, wow. Relational. We're going to have to edit that. <laughs> nope. Staying in. Relational. Rather than more of like me trying to pitch them something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you... So you're one of the... I think you are the youngest salesperson that yes. we have. In our company. I think I'm the youngest person in the company. You know what? You're probably right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, Abby, if anybody listened to the last podcast, Abby. Gentle listeners. (laughs) Yeah, you better go listen if you haven't. Um, No, she talked about just her personality and feeling like she needed to kind of change her personality a bit to fit in with others. And um, so, you actually being the youngest person in the company. how do you feel like that translates to what you do and how do you feel like within a company your behavior needs to be or do you feel like you need to change things or I feel like you're kind of an old soul Mm -hmm. so what's different for you versus for Abby hmm um I would say that I'm very comfortable around adults Mm -hmm. for the most part because I've had a lot of those I don't know if I would say intellectual conversations with them like we mentioned in speech and debate Mm -hmm. um but also growing up I was I was homeschooled Mm -hmm. throw that out there so I had a lot of close relationships with other family members in the homeschool group that I was in Mm -hmm. all some of the parents had educational backgrounds so they taught a lot of the classes um, so I always just had good relationships with them as well. Just not only being friends with their kids, but in turn, you're friends with their parents, basically. Yeah. Um, but I think I also always tried to be friends with people that are older than me. Yeah. So at a young age, I kind of almost, I want to say made myself mature. Yeah. Um, and if, if that makes sense. No, it does Um, so that just kind of just became part of my personality, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm also very observant and analytical as well. So I think like even like my first like, couple months working there, I didn't really talk to very many of my coworkers. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> because not only was I so intimidated at having my first real adult job, but I wanted to see what their personalities were like. So I feel like I match people's personalities a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like with you being very um, introverted and quiet and you watching individuals, that that actually kind of morphed you into who you are, which it's not that your personality changed so much, I guess I should say. Um, It's that 
you are able to take that information in and then like really present that kind of like your speech and debate. So Mm -hmm. you're able to have an intellectual conversation with someone and not feel intimidated because you've watched intellectual conversations happen, Mm -hmm. even if you weren't taking place in them because you were around adults so much with homeschooling. Yeah. So I think that's, that's cool. And I I think that um, I see that on a daily basis because we do some calls together even. Mm -hmm. And, um, you're very articulate and you don't come across like you're younger because you're I'm I'm a bad friend you're 20 right now right Mm -hmm. okay just want to make sure (laughs) but I am 27 Mm -hmm. so we have a seven year age gap but I feel like a lot of times our personalities match each other yeah so I feel like we almost find like a common ground yeah because it's like I feel older, but you also feel younger. Yeah, so it's I need like to feel young. <laughs> or like you do meet like right in the middle. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just think that that's cool, and um, I love that about just even you coming into a company where you are the youngest one, but you don't appear to be the youngest one. Yeah. Nobody really knows either. No. I like to keep it that way. And funny story. Um, I won't say names or anything, but. S- at one point, there were people from our company going out for drinks, mm-hmm. and you showed up not to drink, but just to hang out with everyone, and someone asked you if you wanted a drink, and then was like, why aren't you drinking? And you're like, because I'm not 21. Yes, they were but, shocked. <laughs> nobody knew. But, um, yeah, nobody, nobody notices that, and I think that's just the way that you carry yourself, and just like, even your personality is, um, it's just a calm, quiet around a lot of people and so I um not around me thank goodness (laughs) um but around a lot of people and I think that that's something that's really neat and I also think that's something that balances out our friendship because I can be really loud and obnoxious sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes agree (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I didn't say it was a bad thing no no I can be really loud and kind of crazy and then you're you just kind of like follow me and just watch me and you're just like all right I'm just gonna let her go <laughs> mm-hmm. um, do you see that too in our relationship yes absolutely <laughs> but I also see like the behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see that I feel like are really rare but like when we were at your house and we were watching high school musical and we had to pause it to perform mm-hmm. all of the parts it's very very important yeah but it's like that side of me is something that like nobody sees mm-hmm. really I mean a lot of my yeah. family do um, I gotta I'm pull it out of you sometimes. Goofy one, but yeah, I gotta pull it out of you. But yeah, we um, we love us some High School Musical. Yeah. There, there is no fear in acting out High School Musical at all. Mm-hmm. I do it in public too. Just throwing that out there in case mm-hmm. anybody wants to hire me to like be a High School Musical <laughs> impersonator or something. Not a job offer, I swear. Um, no, but uh, I think that that's. That is just, like, a neat part of our, our relationship and our friendship is that, like, we can get super deep. We can also sing and dance to High School Musical mm-hmm. and pause it and rewind it and sing and dance to it again and take a video of it <laughs> and send it to people and just be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that it brings that balance of me, like, needing, like you said, like, needing to feel young because I'm, like oh my gosh, I'm getting older, and, like, we help out with the youth, and Mm -hmm. so me hanging out with people that are, like, a little bit younger and, like, still know some phrases to things that are being said, um, (laughs) help me. And then for you, it's just, like, in that business environment, you'll come to me sometimes and say, how should I 
respond to this. And it's not that you're not smart enough to think of it yourself. It's that you want to make sure that you have that balance in work where you're really saying things a certain way or you're um, coming across with that maturity. But it's something that I think comes very naturally to you, too. So that's really cool. Thank you. I like being your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One other thing that I have to highlight, because I just have to, is your love of animals. Mm -hmm. Yes. (sighs) Oh, Brie. (laughs) I... I have to share this story because when it was all happening, I was very worried about your life. Mm. Um, you, for some reason, love the raccoons. They're just so cute. They're little trash pandas. Little trash pandas. Yes. Should you touch the raccoons? No. Yes. Should you feed the raccoons? Yes. No. <laughs> Please tell me what happened the day that you decided to go to the park. Mm. So, me and Josiah decided to go to uh, for a hike, mm. which is very rare to do physical activity. But we decided we were going to give it a try. <laughs> so, we decided to go for a hike, and we pull into the parking lot, and I see a little, pa- uh, I almost called it a panda, um, a little <laughs> raccoon on a picnic table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a picnic table, probably maybe 50 feet away from my car. And... Jokingly, I just, like, rolled down my window at first. I was like, oh, hey, little guy. And he just looks at me. And then he walks right over to my car. And we're still sitting in there. Oh, my gosh. And I rolled my my window at first in panic. Um, oh, please. I feel like there was no panic here. There was a little panic. Okay. But so I just there was it some fear. It was fear of I didn't want him to get in my car because I like my car. That was that was. Okay, fear. that's okay. Yeah. Don't so, like your face, but okay, keep going. <laughs> so he, like, puts his little, like, paws up on, like, my door, and he's just, like, looking in the window or whatever. Eventually he ends up walking away, and we finally get out of the car, and it was just so interesting, and I was so like... So where was he when you got out of the car? How far away was he? He went back to the little picnic table, so maybe 50 feet, I want to okay, say. Okay, so he's still pretty close. Yeah, he's pretty like, close. Like, he could run over and, like, attack you. I want to say he, okay, maybe it was a little farther than 50 feet. Okay. But enough to where the I point mean, I where, want a true story here. This okay, is, if he started running at me, I would be able to run and get my car okay. if I could get okay, to Okay, that's me. an important detail. Yeah, but I was also standing right outside of my car. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, so me being me, I wanted to play with the raccoon a little bit more. As you're sending me Snapchats of the raccoon Snapchats. getting closer and closer, and I'm yelling at you to yeah. leave the raccoon alone. So I named the raccoon Kevin, and... He learned his name very quickly because I got out of the car. I found a box of noodles in my trunk. I don't know why they were there, but I found them. And I was like, I'm going to feed this raccoon. He's probably hungry. So I get out of my... Wait, disclaimer. Everyone, please do not feed wild animals ever. Please do not do that. Okay, go ahead. Um, Anyways... So, I have a little noodle, and I'm like, come here, Kevin. And then he, like, comes over, and he takes it out of my hand, and he's just sitting there, you know, chewing on his little noodle. Until he rips off your face. He did it, Literally, sending me Snapchats, and he's right in front of your face. You're looking at your phone. You're not even looking at the raccoon to send me Snapchats when he's right there. And I was very worried about you the entire time. And I was mad at Josiah for putting you in harm's way, because he's he's there to be the bodyguard, and he was not. So, Mm. Uh yeah. I feel like I'm more the bodyguard. I know, but he's supposed to be. He's supposed to protect my best friend. That's all I'm saying. So, um, yes, I was very disappointed in you, and I'm, but I am glad that you're okay. Thank you. So stay away from raccoons, and everyone, please do not feed wild animals. Just, no, don't. I, I feel like you're about ready to say something. <laughs> don't you say anything. Oh my gosh, we're moving on to topics now. <laughs> moving, moving forward, moving on. 
Um, we are also on worship team together. Mm. Um, which is really fun. And so I thought I'd share the first time that we um, actually played together. Oh, okay. This is a fun one. Okay. So my old church that is in Talmadge, Ohio, if Shut anybody up. knows that. Oh, what's up? Um, I love my peeps at my old church. Um, no, they didn't have a singer, guitar player for a particular Sunday. And they asked me if I knew anybody. And I knew that you played and um, that you had sang, but I had never heard you sing before. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, I mean, you want to do this? Like, you got to be able to carry some sort of tune. Like, okay. So um, I asked you, and you were like, yeah, sure, okay. So you came over, and I was like, oh, I think I'm going to sing this song. And I really hadn't done much singing besides, like, backup vocals either. So Mm -hmm. I was um, a little newer at, like, leading songs. And so we're sitting there, and I'm, like, trying to, like, sing the song or whatever, and I sing it, and you're like, okay, that's good, you know, whatever. And then you pick a song, and you start playing and singing, and your voice, like, is so loud and beautiful, <laughs> and I'm, like, sitting there in awe, like, why am I singing? <laughs> like, can I really even sing anymore? Like, has this all been a dream? <laughs> Um, no, you were so good. And then we went to the church and we played and sang together. And I, like, it was a really, really good time. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun with it, um, which was great. But also, I was mad at you because you, like, weren't on any worship teams at church yet. And I was like, where are you? Like, we found her, the one who <laughs> sings. Like, we needed you. Um, and so it's... Cool now because we're actually on a team together. Mm-hmm. We are. How do you enjoy being on a team with me? I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I don't know about the other members on the team. You know, I think <gasps> that'd be interesting to see what their thoughts are because I feel like we have that dynamic. Uh-huh. It's where, like, we know what each other are thinking. <laughs> I um, feel bad for other people and, sometimes. And also a lot of times we goof off. And it's yeah, really fun. Like, we'll start, like, you'll just start, like, singing a song, like, opera or, like, something, and yeah, everybody's like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, I feel bad for them sometimes. Our practices are a little, little interesting. Yeah. Although I will say that Ben now is the one that is interrupting our practices recently. You're not so wrong. I, I did yell at him the other day, in the most loving way possible. But I was like, Ben, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. He's, like, goofing off with one of his friends. And I'm like, you have to let him sing. Like, leave him <laughs> alone. Um... No, I love being on worship team together um, because you already know that I'm going to mess up and you just like let me (laughs) and you'll just keep playing and you've learned now to like just keep playing something until I eventually come in and sing. Mm -hmm. And it's great because I need that because I can't read music and I'm sure I've talked about that on the podcast before, Mm -hmm. but like I can't. And so it's nice to have my best friend there that even if like if we practice beforehand, just you and I or whatever... You you already kind of know, and you're just kind of like, nope, this is how you sing it. And I'm just like, oh, all right. Like, <laughs> I guess that's where I'll come in, because she told me to. And uh, so I think that it brings a lot of fun to our relationship, and it's brought us closer just because we, well, I mean, we do everything together at this mm-hmm. point, since we work together, and we hang out together, and now we're on worship teams together, and all this craziness, so... Um, it's just another fun dynamic in a relationship that, like, you and I have and, like, Ben and I have with just, like, having any type of, like, doing worship together. 
And so it's fun because, like, my best friend and my husband are, like, the two people I can do worship with. So Aww. I enjoy it. And Josiah is on worship team with us sometimes, too. Yes, yes. We actually had um, a really fun and interesting experience at one of our youth retreats. So we go away for our youth retreats for, like, three days with our youth group and... Um, we're, we were on worship team together. Mm-hmm. You don't know where I'm going with this. Nope. I can see it in your face. <laughs> um, and I was going to lead a specific song on Sunday mm. morning. And um, poor Ben had been leading worship all week already, and his voice was, like, gone, and this song was going to make him sing a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I just can't do it. He's like, I, I can't hit this note. So we looked at Josiah, and Josiah's like, I think I can do it. And he just started singing. And he and, crushed it. And he crushed it. And mm-hmm. it was awesome. And it was nice to just have someone else also step in. And then it kind of felt like we were just like this little, like, group. We're and just like a cute little family. We are. We're mm-hmm. a cute little family. Because I feel like sometimes you and Josiah are like mini-me's of, like, Ben and I. Yeah, it's almost creepy. It, it really is. Because um, you and I work at the same place now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josiah is learning the field that Ben works in. Mm-hmm. And then you guys met at, like, 16. Ben and I met at, like, 16. You guys are involved in the youth. Ben and I are involved in the youth. Like, it's, like, it just gets creepier and creepier the more that we talk about it. But in the best way. We also have the same personality. Yes. Josiah and Ben have very similar similar personalities. personalities. Josiah tells longer stories. Yeah. Tells long stories. (laughs) Poor Josiah. (laughs) Josiah, we love you. Um, I promise. But uh, Josiah likes to tell really long stories, mm-hmm. which um, brings me to the next conversation that I wanted to bring into this podcast because I feel like it's an important um, acknowledgement of who we are as people. And this is the fact that we decided to go on vacation together, mm. the four of us, in one vehicle, 12-hour car ride there, longer car ride back. Yes. Um and we were all a little nervous about Josiah. We love Josiah, but Josiah tells very, very long stories. But I will say, for this one time, he was so good. He was really he quiet. Did. He was very quiet. I think he was sleepy, too. Yeah, I think he slept most um, of the time. But he was fantastic, and we were really impressed with that. Uh, but I feel like maybe you should share our vacation exper- experience a little bit. Yeah, so we live in Ohio. And we decided we would like a not fake beach and see the real ocean. Thank you. That's and very important. I, I, nobody else thinks it's a fake beach, but yes. I know that Lake Erie is a fake beach. Okay. <laughs> yes. So we decided to go to South Carolina. That's where we went, right? We were in North Carolina, but we also did visit Myrtle Beach, which yes. is South Carolina. South. Okay. So we went to North Carolina. And this was, coincidentally enough, during hurricane season, mm-hmm. which... We didn't really think through too much. It was more nope. of a, this is a good time frame. The beach house we wanted to rent was a, uh, you know, a little bit cheaper because it was later in the year. Yep. And we get there, and this is when Hurricane Florence is starting to come up on the news. But at this time, it wasn't a full blown hurricane. They were. They weren't even sure if it was gonna blow in. Yeah. At the time, it was a. We were like four days out from the time that they even thought that they would know for sure mm-hmm. if it was gonna blow in. Um, when we started traveling down there. Yeah. Yes. So, we get there. We have a good time. First couple days we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got very very sunburnt. Yeah. Like only half of my body because the way that I was sitting on the beach. 
mm-hmm. half of me got sunburned, and I had this cute little like cutout on the side of my like stomach, and so I just have like this little like square piece on my stomach now that is forever darker than the rest of it. <laughs> Thought I should share that. I don't know why. Good story, Janelle. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Anyways, so, you know, we plan on being there for an entire week. So we didn't pack very much food with us and try to uh, save a little bit of money. We decided to go to the grocery store, make mo- the majority of our food while we're there. So we buy a crap ton of food for the entire week. And around this time, we're starting to get a little bit more concerned about... A hurricane. We were watching the news About a little day bit, two. and because people, there were a ton of people at the store mm-hmm. that were like stocking, um, buying up. a bunch of water and stocking up on food and things like that. And so we're kind of like, mm, is this gonna be an issue? We're not quite sure yet. We hadn't really heard anything. They still weren't sure when it was even gonna hit or if it was officially gonna hit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was... Yeah. So day two, we had a good time. We hung out on the beach. Um, definitely seemed like Hurricane Florence is gonna be an issue for us at this point. So we decided for the next day, we definitely wanted to go down to Myrtle Beach at some point. So we wanted mm-hmm. to get that. We really that wanted done. to go. They had um, these rides that you could like go and see dolphins. Yeah, I love dolphins. And we really wanted to go do that. But uh, when we decided to go down, didn't you call the morning? Yeah, night? I called them and they basically said because of the hurricane warning, they weren't going to be mm-hmm. doing any excursions. Which was very sad because one of our things that we initially said when we were going down is that we really, really wanted to mm-hmm. to at least see dolphins. Yes. Um, we're very excited about seeing the dolphins. But yeah, we were. But we did go to the aquarium. And we we got to pet some stingrays, which was very and cool. And baby shark things. Baby shark. I love sharks. They're I don't so know cute. what kind. Were those like nurse sharks they're, or something? They're nurse sharks. And mm-hmm. yeah, we got to feed them and pet them and that was really cool. Yeah. Ripley's Museum. Aquarium. I mean, aquarium. Well, it's like two in one. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, right. was really cool. So if anybody's down there. You guys should go check that out and go feed the mm-hmm. stingrays in the... Yeah. But while we're down in Myrtle Beach, we get the call that we have to evacuate tomorrow. Yeah. Because things are getting real. Yeah, they said that basically if we um, left the area that we were staying in the next day around like 8 a.m., that they would not let us back into that area. Yeah. So um, basically, you guys kind of need to go home. Yeah. Which was really sad. Yeah, three days of our week-long vacation. Yeah, we it was. Um, So we go back. We're all pretty bummed. Mm-hmm. But to make the most out of it, we, you know, we're playing some games. But remind you, we have a lot of food. and yeah, we stocked up for an entire week. Yeah, and we don't have a cooler because there was no room in the car. We packed way too much crap. Yes. Like, a ton too much. We need to not do that ever again. No. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were crammed back on the way back. Ooh. And we didn't even have a cooler. <laughs> yeah, so we have all this food we have to eat. So we're trying to, like, eat some of the sandwiches we bought. We all eat one. Ben was cracking me up. He's, like, yelling at all of us, telling us to eat one more, eat one more. He had an entire lasagna. <laughs> yeah. We that we just made mm-hmm. and all tried to eat as much of it as we could. Yeah. Sandwiches, lasagna, there was, like, fruit, there were Pop-Tarts, I think. We had like, ice cream, ice like... Cream. Yeah, we had a ton of stuff that we were all just, like, trying to, like, hurry up and slam down as much as we could that night mm-hmm. because we knew we were going to have to leave it all the next right. day. So that didn't help with our car ride home either because no, we all we felt like crap. crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But uh, anyway, so our last morning there, one of my, my favorite thing to do was to go out on our little balcony because we could see the ocean mm. from our beach house and drink and drink coffee. 
So I'm sitting up there just like drinking my coffee. And like you mentioned, uh, Josiah likes to tell stories. So naturally, Josiah <laughs> is up there with me talking about something I don't even remember because I was still waking up and drinking my coffee. And I just remember all of a sudden, I just like threw my hand like over his mouth to tell him, be quiet. <laughs> Because I was in utter shock, and I just, like, couldn't even use words. And I just pointed, and he's like, what, what? And I saw little dolphins jumping in the ocean. Yeah. And I got so excited that I, like, set my coffee down, and I started running into the house. (laughs) And, mind you, it's a beach house, so there's a couple different stories, right? And I started running down the stairs. It basically slipped and almost died, but it was worth it. And I get to your room, and I'm, like, pounding on the door, and I just open it, hoping that nobody was naked, because I just had to get in there. And I was like, Janelle, there's dolphins! And you were like, what? And I think you were, like, in the middle of putting your makeup on or something. I don't remember what you're doing, but you just, like, dropped everything, ran up there, and we just got to see dolphins for our last morning there. It was, like, a nice little present for us, since that was one thing that we really wanted to see. And in the end, we got to see our dolphins before Mm -hmm. we got to go, and... It was sad that, you know, we had to evacuate uh, so early. We probably could have stayed a couple of days, but I'm glad that we didn't because the car ride home was really long. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was kind of grumpy already. I was severely sunburnt. I peeled for like oh, like two yeah. weeks after. It was so bad. And you get car sick, and it and was I, a lot of stop and go because there's so much traffic. Yeah, we it tried to like take us a roundabout way to avoid some traffic, but it was all like hilly roads, and so I was just car sick the whole time. We were so excited to get home. Mm-hmm. We finally got home, and then we realized uh, we had the door locked. And uh, <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> we had the door locked, so we get home. Doors locked. We had to, like, get a chair, go around to one of our windows um, that happened to be unlocked, which normally is not the case, and have Josiah climb through the window (laughs) to let us in. We got back late, too. I think it was, like... It was late, 2 yeah. 2 a.m. or something crazy. Yeah, because the way that, like, the traffic worked, because we left thinking that we'd probably get back. I think it was around, like... 10 or 11, but mm-hmm. with traffic, we ended up not getting back to like 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah. And so we were all exhausted, and we had to throw Josiah through the window, basically, um, to get inside the house. But <laughs> we were happy, and we finally made it home. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that is how we almost died in a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we never saw any hurricane, thank goodness, but mm-hmm. uh, we're all safe and, and happy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll still definitely be going back. Absolutely. 100%. Maybe not hurricane season. No. And definitely making sure that um, we put our, like, deposit thing for the weather. Oh, yeah, because we didn't do that. that either. No, I forget no. what that's called. But, yeah, we, did, we didn't do that, and that was mm-hmm. that was my bad. <laughs> really was. But we got such a good deal on the, the rental that it would have almost cost us double for the, like, weather deposit or whatever. And so we didn't do it, and I'm regretting it now, but... Still a fantastic trip, and I think that we still had a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. A lot of memories. Yeah, definitely. Well, Bree, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with me today. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. If anybody wants to uh, learn a little bit more about Bree or just check out Bree in general. I mean, she's beautiful. What can I say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did a hair flip. You just couldn't see it. <laughs> Head over to the Crushed Ice Convo Instagram. I'll put a picture and... Uh, 
some tagging going on over there so that you can go check out Brie. Uh, feel free to ask any questions, too. I'm sure that mm-hmm. um, there may be questions from this episode. Feel free to ask them. Let us know what you think of the podcast. And uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Yeah, I'll definitely be back. Bye, guys. Bye.